Good morning. It is Monday, October 28th. It is 8.10 a.m. It's been quite a week. Just a lot of sewing. (laughs) Doesn't sound like much, but it it takes a long time to sew stuff. So I'm on my fourth sweater. I've got two more to do. Or two more, two more that I'm allowing myself to do this year. I have several projects I want to get out there. It's just when I'm about to start making a hat or something, or something I want to make. Then somebody wants to order another sweater, and I'm just, I'm grateful, very grateful. But I need time to make the other things. You know what I mean? Okay, so uh, today I want to talk about a couple things. Uh, the first being my dreams. Um, I had a really stupid dream. <laughs> um, it was stupid because I was dating this bike messenger guy, like, like kind of like a food not bombs bike messenger guy, and he was a total know-it-all and I didn't we hadn't kissed or anything that had been made clear but he kept coming over to the house and spending long periods of time at my house and he knew everything about coffee he knew everything about everything and he was I couldn't wait to wake up actually I was like what did I see in this guy I don't even go for bike messengers it was so weird. It was definitely just a dream. So, but it was funny because it was a very long dream because he had to explain everything to me, which I thought that was funny <laughs> that my brain held space for that and produced like these crazy explanations. Um, and then the rest of the podcast, I want to talk about movies and coffee. So, uh, yeah, I ended up seeing three movies this week in the theater. Um, I, I just made time to, to do it. Since I have an assistant, I can squeeze in a little bit of extra time to do that. So the first one I saw was on Wednesday, um, and it was the, a matinee of The Parasite by Bong Joon-ho. South Korean film and it's just a great study on class and class distinctions and it's beautifully shot in this most of the film takes place in this gorgeous ultra-modern mid-century home in this palatial kind of neighborhood like exclusive exclusive gated community and these people from who live in a basement apartment in a kind of just like a really seedy part of of downtown they find a way to infiltrate the house and I can't say anything more but I think that out of all three of the movies that I saw that one had the highest cinematic value it was it was beautiful and it was it's supposed to be a horror movie but it's more of a psychological thriller um i would say it's definitely more in the thriller class it reminds me and there have been comparisons drawn from 
1963 Korean movie, I forget who the director was, called The Housemaid. And that one, it's kind of like Diary of a Chambermaid, but this this is from a completely different angle because The Housemaid is evil and she comes into, and she has like severe, I don't know, some mental disturbances. And she comes into a seemingly respectable middle-class home with patho, you know, pathos of its own. And the two, their bourgeois pathos kind of collide with her, her societal angst and her mental illness. It's, it's powerful. This one draws from that, that theme. So I highly recommend that one. That one's at the top of my list. Uh, and definitely go see it. It was funny because the Alamo does this matinee where they let people with their babies in. And, you know, usually they say things like, oh, raise the, raise the flag if someone's talking and we'll kick them out. It's like, why would you take a baby to a horror movie? <laughs> it's like gentrify the bar. You know, I mean, that was, that was my only, you know, peccadillo. It's like, you're gonna, why would you want to, you want to see this movie so bad? Like, get a sitter. It was, it was an obnoxious novelty. And just like, at one point this baby was like, <laughs> like this like blood curdling baby cry. It was like, that was a distracting and a nuisance. And I did not know that it was going to be one of those type of matinees. I didn't find out until after I presented my ticket. So I was like, oh, fuck this. So, yeah, that was my one beef. And then on Thursday night, I went into Japantown. I wanted Korean food really bad. Um, so I had some at um, Dubu Tofu. It was okay. I'd say that their bulgogi is really sweet. So, But when you're by yourself... You can't get the Korean barbecue all you can eat. They only let two people do that. So you got to have like a team. But yeah, I went to see uh, Maleficent at the Kabuki. It was a 640 showing. And I hadn't seen the first one, but I wanted to see the costumes. And it was that theater was just packed with geeks and really uncouth nerds and... I was glad that I was by myself so I didn't have to subject anyone else to it. I mean, you want to talk about talking through a movie? These goobers in front of me, it it was just, they were just, I was like, you're you're approximately judging, I mean, I can't see all your features in the dark, but like you're approximately in your early 30s. Can you please, you know, shut up? (laughs) Um, But... I, and, and then there was another asshole who was like kicking the chair adjacent to mine, like the top of it. And I was like, I, my head is right here, you buffoon. But b- apart from that, I would say the movie was, you know, very live action Disney. Uh, the costumes were really great, um, except for Aurora's looked cheap. Aurora's costume had like these little like dollar store flowers and like Joanne Fabrics lace, like machine lace. 
I was like, that's a cheap costume. You, you, got, you guys must have gotten somebody else to make that costume. That looks like some, like, Pentecostal princess Walmart bullshit. Um, but everyone else was great. They had these bird people. I don't want to give it away. Um, they had these bird people that were really neat. There was, like, this one of the bird people. It's like this kind of burning man road warrior white dude and he somehow managed to take all the credit for leading these bird people and I think that there were there was a big flaw in the movie um Angelina was great I mean she she looked beautiful she was dramatic um Michelle Pfeiffer was also in the film and her costumes were beautiful, like kind of a pearl theme. And I think that she might have had some some fillers or something done, but nothing nothing drastic. She still looked great. Um and she was she was appropriately evil. But one of the things that disturbed me is they had the prince had like a I guess a companion who was a a knight but was also a black person and they they made him ineffectual at every turn and I noticed that that any time this knight tried to speak you know suggest anything to the prince it wasn't that the prince was stubborn it was just he just wasn't listening to his friend and there were all these moments where where that character was undermined senselessly and reason you know for that reason um there was another character a bird person who it was a huge loophole in the script how the way he died like he could have been saved and that was another that was played by another black actor and I thought it was weird I I was disappointed but not surprised in Disney creating these kind of tokenized ineffectual uh, characters in this way I, I I found it disturbing and somewhat insidious you know um they they were either relegated to nothing that they did move the plot forward or that their their character had to die so everything else though i mean it's it was actually very hard to get past that i will say that it was very hard to get past it um i'm glad that i noticed it but i don't i don't really think that it makes Maleficent a good film overall. I think that is out outmoded and also disgraceful filmmaking. So that was directed by uh, Joaquim Roning, who he did like a Pirates of the Caribbean film, which I have not and will not see. And then the third one I saw was Jojo Rabbit. I saw that with Anne, so I went with somebody uh, to the 715 showing back at the Alamo. 
and this time it was a packed house. It wasn't a matinee with screaming babies. It was a packed house. Um, I think it was, you know, of course, a pertinent film for this time since we're being pushed into this neo-fascist paradigm dystopia. Uh, but as you probably already know now, it, it it's based on a little a little boy who is kind of lacking in confidence and so he to get confidence he draws on his imaginary friend who is Hitler played by um Tatka Waititi who's also the director and I think it kind of shows I thought the film did a really good job of showing what it must have been like for for people who are just trying to have a normal life and and just trying to still navigate human emotions and and circumstances and then being in the middle of this and how it affects them and the sinister effect that it had on children but I think it was very well done I loved the colors the costumes the decor was spot on um Scarlett Johansson played the mom. Uh, she's still kind of on my, you know, do not serve list. Um, meaning, like, I, I mean, I don't think she gives a fuck whose list she's on. But I think that some of her choices in the past for movies, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see it. Um, they should have given it to somebody who is more suited to the role, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. But in this, she was good. She was good in this, and she somewhat redeemed herself slightly to me. So she plays Jojo's mother, Jojo's little boy. And I don't want to give away anything, but it does, it is a very um, compelling and gentle stance on anti-fascism. In my opinion, it 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 was definitely anti-fascist, which I appreciate, but it was done in a very sympathetic, warm and and sympath and kind of a a sensitive way. So it was great. It was funny too, not uproariously funny. It was more like cute funny. So definitely go and see it. So out of the ones I would recommend, The Parasite is a must-see. You have to see that film. It's incredible. Um, Probably not many films like that come along ever that are this good. I think it's a masterpiece of psychological thrills. (laughs) Uh, Jojo Rabbit would be the second in second place and it's it's just it's one that that speaks to the now to the political climate now I think it will age it will age well and who knows what how it will be perceived in the years to come Maleficent great horns on Angelina she was fabulous the script was 
bothersome to me and problematic. So um, I would not bring kids to see that because they may be um, unwittingly uh, conditioned. I feel like black lives matter. And in this film, I don't think that black lives mattered. And that bothers me. Fuck Disney. just it just it disturbs me so don't go see Maleficent unless you just want to see what I'm talking about <laughs> all right so yeah I said I wanted to talk about coffee um so then I'm going to talk about coffee um oh my god I drink a lot of coffee I make a lot of coffee at home I do mine in the French pressed and I get the beans from Grocery Outlet, this brand called Bodega Bay, and I always go for the French roast, and then I grind them, and I plop them in. I I will sometimes make a pumpkin spice blend of cardamom, cinnamon, um, ginger, cloves, and I always forget the, oh, nutmeg. So yeah, five ingredients. I'll put those, that mixture in there sometimes. Stir the, I stir it around and then I push it down. And then I add to my coffee cup, collagen powder and heavy whipping cream and a little bit of monk fruit sweetener. But I don't always sweeten it. And then I pour it in. And you know what? I make a damn good cup of coffee. I really do. I it is so it's one of my favorite parts of the, the starting the day when I've had guests over and and they say yes to my coffee they love it they're like this is damn good coffee so um it's a point of pride for me <laughs> and I drink the hell out of it um I usually go through one you know I guess one pot so it's like three cups a day um but then like sometimes you know when I a couple times a week when I go out um, to run errands or I've had to get up early and go shopping, I stop at Coffee Mission, which is on 24th and Mission. And that place, they have good coffee there. Um, it's about three seventy-five a cup for a large. And... It's kind of inconsistent. Like, I like to get heavy whipping cream, so some people there charge me extra for it. Sometimes they don't. It's kind of inconsistent. But then, like, that brings my my um, my cup up to, like, 450 or something ridiculous like that. I'm like, okay. I'm paying for convenience at that point. Um, the owner there is... A challenging and difficult person. Um, for a while, she was working there a little bit, and they have delicious pastries there, which I I don't indulge in pastry anymore, but um, they have really good fresh pastries there. But she would supplement those pastries with vegan banana bread and other sorts of quick breads, like things that are fine in and of themselves, but cannot compete with a delicate like spinach and cheese puff thing a gougere cannot compete with a gougere and 
shoe and there were all these like kind of like obnoxious little signs like eat the banana bread i'm like no don't don't want the fucking banana bread you're wasting your time learn to make a croissant um but fortunately she's not there anymore um there's one barista there that's pretty cool uh there's there's actually three of the baristas there are pretty cool um one this new guy i think he might be a uh, there as a result of nepotism because he's very young and maybe related to the owner <laughs> um but yeah he's not my favorite he's he's just you know a little hobbledy hoya whatever oh to be young um but he he just he kind of slows things down. He he works inefficiently, and then he turns around and gives these weird condescending orders to um, to the other coworkers. Like he tries to fob off his incompetence on them. So I, that's what makes me think he's a little stinker, and that he probably is related to the owner, because I noticed that none of the coworkers told him to fuck off. Which means he's probably related to somebody. Probably related to the boss. Um, I used to go to Arizmendi Coffee, Arizmendi Pizza to get the coffee. Um, but standing in that line there, it's so full of like the most egregious, kind of like a mixture of baby boomers, people with poorly behaved children, and then entitled yuppies, like men wearing Lululemon. And I was just like, you know, this is putting me in a bad headspace. And then plus, like, all the, all those, um, all the delicious food, it's too much of a temptation. But their coffee's good. They use Equator coffee, so you get the dark French roast, which I just, I love it. I don't like a fruity coffee. Um, I think it, <laughs> it, this makes no sense, but it tastes like ass, and it also doesn't, it makes my stomach hurt. So those are two things I don't, I don't want to taste or feel. Um, then there's Grand Coffee up the street at around 23rd and Mission. I go there in a pinch if I'm, if I'm on, if I'm on Mission in, in that area, which I'd say probably maybe go there once every other month. Um, I know that it's a a staple for people in the neighborhood. Coffee Mission is not that popular. Uh, Grand Coffee, they make the fruity coffee, so that's kind of why I don't go for it but their their fruity coffee is good you can definitely get it down your throat to say the least it's you know it's a well-made cup of coffee and uh the owner there is cute oh my god you know he he reminds me of like a siberian husky or something but but a human and very cute um he's also really nice so it's you know there's such a shortage of cute and nice guys you got to give them a shout out when they exist um, in, in San Francisco at least. Um, but yeah, he's cute and nice and I really have a lot of respect for him. And I know that the neighborhood does too. Also the people that work there are super cool. Everyone there looks good. Um, but him especially, and you know, you'd think that I would try to go in there more because <laughs> like, Oh, the owner is so cute. Um, but I'm, I'm actually too busy to, uh, cultivate anything on those terms. So, um, I go in when I have to. Um, but yeah, they have a single size coffee. 
and they have decent pastries. They have really good, unusual pastries. They had this like um, masubi. It's kind of like a masubi pastry that a masubi croissant, which was I mean it's it's like lunch in and of itself. So it is it is good there, but if they had a French roast coffee, I'd be in there more often. And let's see, what are the other the other coffee spots that I end up at? Phil's. A lot of people swear by Phil's. Um, I usually get the Jacobs creamy no sweetener, and it's just it's a really really good dark roast. That's there's a density to it, and they use heavy cream in all their creams. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, I went there with Kirsty to the one on Golden Gate last week and we just it was fabulous we stayed there for a long time and she got the this rose coffee it was a rose iced coffee and it had kind of a pinkish hue to it and we sat there and man we got buzzed on the coffee and we just really caught up it was it was really wonderful um and yeah, so yeah, coffee is a huge part of my life, even to the point where in my dream, that didactic bike messenger was trying to show me how to make coffee. I was like, dude, I already know how. <laughs> it was really silly. Um, so yeah, I'm about to make some, and let me see if there's any other coffee places. <clears throat> oh yeah, right near my house, they have the uh, La Victoria Panaderia which is a, it just kind of turned into a weird pop-up shop and no one's in there hardly at all. But I did try their coffee again and it's still lukewarm and I'm just don't have time for it. So if you're in the neighborhood, skip it. Um, but maybe buy, buy something like a sugar skull or something that you don't have to eat from there if you want to support the business. All right, I've got a ton of sewing to do. I have a client coming over to do some shopping. So I've got a, I'm going to prepare a rack for her that's full of things that she would like. So she likes kind of magical clothing. She, she herself is a mystic and I'm, I'm excited to have such a cool customer and to, that they want to buy more stuff. All right. So you guys have a great day and definitely go see the parasite and Jojo rabbit. And I hope that you get a chance to have a good cup of coffee too. All right, bye-bye.